Thank you for listening to this Alaska MEC podcast. I'm your host, Captain David Campbell, MEC Strategic Communications Chairman. As I'm sure you know, your MEC recently restructured from three to four officers who were elected last December. I sat down with three of them recently and gave them a chance to introduce themselves to you and to talk a little bit about what is facing us in the future and their experiences interacting with management. Just a quick programming note, Captain John Wrigley, who is now our MEC secretary, was not able to join us that day. We will meet him in a future podcast. Captain Will McQuillan is our MEC chairman. Will, thank you for coming in today. Tell us how your ALPA work started and what you've been doing since. Uh, my ALPA work started, oh, years ago, 2008, 2009, when another uh, pilot and I, another former United Pilot and I, Nate Chillman, founded the Furloughed Pilots Christmas Fund, and that kind of got me involved in, uh, in membership work. Uh, the furlough was something that touched us both pretty personally, having come from, uh, from our furlough time at uh, United. and then worked into membership where it was uh, super rewarding to be able to you know have people find value in the union and welcome them to the company and teach them the value of the contract. Uh, I got elected to the merger committee in 2014, um, secretary treasurer in 2016, vice chairman in 2018, and then I've been the, the chairman of course since December of this year. All right, sounds great. Uh, Keith Lewis is our vice chairman. Keith, what uh, got you into ALPA and what uh, would you do before being the vice chairman? Yeah, I had some uh, minor ALPA roles at, at some previous carriers, but the real driving force that uh, got me involved with ALPA was the union drive at Virgin America. I was one of the original six organizers and back in 2013, got a phone call from the um, guy who was actually leading the charge initially and just asked if I would be willing to get involved in the organizing drive. And uh, I, I said yes, absolutely supported ALPA and coming from previous ALPA carriers knew the organization and, and knew the pilots at Virgin America needed it. So um, like I said, I was involved with the, the initial drive and after the success of that drive, I became the interim vice chairman and then I was uh, elected twice to that, that same position, uh, vice chairman. And then as the MEC has merged, I am now the Alaska MEC vice chairman. Thank you, Keith. Also with us in the studio is the man who handles the finances here at the MEC, Scott Mokas, our treasurer. Scott, what did you do in ALPA before this position? Well, actually, my Alpa work was kind of unique. I started when I was a kid, following my old man who uh, flew for Northwest. It was a uh, fellow Alpa volunteer on uh, their strategic planning committees, uh, their strike committees, and the hotel committee there. So, uh, 1985, I got the opportunity to walk the uh, picket uh, with Northwest pilots that were supporting the United Strike in Minneapolis. So, that's was kind of my first insight onto what the union was, and then kind of growing up with that background. Shadowing, uh, shadowing my father. My cousin also flies for uh, United Airlines too. Um, at uh, Alaska Airlines, I started my ALPA work as a family awareness block leader in about 2008. Um, after being displaced up to Anchorage and uh, after contract 2009, I took a little bit of a break, came back into it as an ambassador in uh, 2013, eventually becoming the vice chair and chair of that committee. 
uh, that led to me uh, putting my name in the hat for election to uh, the secretary treasurer position in uh, 2018. And now I serve as the uh, first ever uh, Alaska MEC treasurer. Just wondering if any of you had an experience that sort of galvanized you into being a, a union pilot? I think maybe this is airline number four for me, like many of us. Uh, you know, you've had a chance to find a different path here. And in those four airlines, I've been at non-unionized carriers. I've been at a, a carrier that put a different union other than ALPA on the property. And then I've been at two ALPA properties being united in here. And, you know, it, I think we all get involved because we want to make things better. And you kind of want to do it better than the last time you saw it. And so for me with the furloughed pilots, that was the, the natural segue, having been, been furloughed myself, like many of us have, and wanting to do that better. I saw what a, a mess management made of the process of furloughing our pilots, how they were treated, and the things that could have been done so much better, kind of patterned after what I'd seen at United. So getting involved was a, a function of that, wanting to, to do it better this time around. Staying involved has been, you know, uh, that what kind of what I saw, the value of, um, in my first time at United was people telling us, you know, this is why we do things. We have each other's backs. Uh, we're a team and we're stronger together. And that message really resonated. And I think that's what's kept me involved in it, both the membership work and then ultimately uh, in the role that I'm in right now is that belief that we really, really can do things better together uh, as long as we focus on something more than just our, our individual selves and, and recognize there's value in this union and value in all of us. Uh, you know, pulling together. Yeah, I don't have any uh, a specific story that got me involved, but through the unionization at Virgin, um, you know, I I'd committed to organizing the property. And, and when I got that initial phone call, I, one of my first questions was, "Well, how, how much time is this going to take?" Is it a young family and just the time dedication was my biggest concern. Um, but I also have a flaw of, of needing to see things followed through to the end. And we just have yet to get to that end game for me. So, um, you know, once I made the commitment, get the union on the property, but then I'm most likely going to be out. And then it's, well, we need an interim uh, structure here. So just see it through to the interim structure and then get it to the contract. So um, there's always just one more thing that needs to be done. And I tend to, to stay in the game until there's enough improvements or um, until we get what we achieve. And we still have a long road ahead of us. And um, we need to see some, some change coming forward. Yeah, I agree with you on that point. Do you have anything like that, Scott? Uh, yes. Um, I come from a family of union workers, hard laborers. And uh, they always encouraged me to give back to the union by volunteering. So I figured it was my time to go ahead and give back and uh, step up and actually do something. I mean, there's something to be said for the phrase, you know, stand up or shut up. And I felt if I had a problem with something that I had to go give my input and try to fix it. Um, in the history of unions, I mean, basic provisions in labor contracts such as uh, safety, seniority, job security, hours of service, um, unions built that and I figure that uh, me being in the position I am right now I stand a good chance to help uh, improve those benefits for my fellow Alaska pilots uh, past present and future thank you Keith you brought up always being available because there's always something else to do 
and that's a lot of what we're doing as we approach our next contract. What is, are some of those things that you see as uh, threats to our future? As a, as a pilot group moving forward, we need to be unified. And I think all our pilots need to remember that we did not ask for this merger, no matter where we came from, what side of the merger we, we came from. So moving forward, you know, now that the SLI is behind us and we're working off of one seniority list, we're going to start to see some uh, bids out there where there's going to be actual impact in quality of life of, of guys bidding to equipment that they want to fly or different bases and we're going to have the impact of, of, of that seniority list arbitration award. So as guys move around on the seniority list and slide in above other people and, and the people kind of getting pushed around need to realize that we didn't ask for this. It was management's uh, idea to merge these two companies into one and we need to keep any anger focused on the correct place. Will, what do you see as some of the challenges facing us? Boy, we've, we've got a number of challenges ahead of us, but uh, I can honestly say that I'm surprised that one is not as big as I thought that it was going to be. You know, we're coming off of uh, merging two pilot groups and two unions, and we actually, based on what we see in the, the Alpha suites between the flight path events, overwhelming unity and common goals and, and focus amongst our pilot group and uh, you know the unity was what we perceived uh, long ago you know going through the merger process as being our biggest challenge moving ahead and I guess that really is still a big challenge for us that we have to stay unified we have to stay focused as we uh, we move through this contract negotiations process and just about anything that that management's going to throw at us in terms of challenges uh, you know it seems to me that right now if you go to flight path they articulate a lot of uh, less of a plan and more of a, a plan to react, so to speak, to external forces, and, and we need to be ready as a group to not let that fracture us. Uh, that, that does concern me. Um, you know, I, I feel that one of our greatest challenges is obviously working with management that just doesn't seem to understand the world that they're working in. Um, you know, it's, it's a different world than it was 10 years ago, and it's certainly a different world than it was 20 years ago. And uh, you know, one of the key frustrations I have is the complete tone deafness of management to our pilot issues. You know, management has got to understand pilot needs and pilot perspective, and they're always super eager to talk about their needs, like they do in flight path. Uh, but they need to understand that until pilots' needs are met, until our first primary needs are met, we're not super interested in the sales pitch that they may have. I mean, in all seriousness, just take a run down the list. Scheduling. How much do we hear about scheduling? Schedules are awful. We can't trade. Pairings aren't commutable. You've closed my base and now I have to commute clear cross country. I mean, scope is a real threat uh, to all of us here. Uh, I'm under new scheduling rules. You still haven't paid me for those scheduling rules. You've changed the flying that my airplane does. I'm under new work rules, a whole new bidding system, and now I have fewer days off. I mean, pilot frustrations are real on this. Um, not everybody's celebrating the merger in the same way that, that they are. Let me ask you another thing. You mentioned the, what you're hearing, the, you're seeing the unity in the suites and hearing what the issues that the pilots are. What, what are some of the common themes that you see there? I tease sometimes when I talk to people in the suite that if you can't find something 
together as you mix with you know your new brothers and sisters if you can't find something that you like together find something that you hate together and there seems to be no difficulty in identifying common areas of frustration um, I think some things are universal to pilots right we're always we're looking for money and days off and it's all about schedules and it's about being able to control your life and in all seriousness I think the frustrations that the pilots find common ground on is that lack of control over their life for two years the frustrations of not being able to the one good thing that comes out of this merger potentially is the JCBA right it's a decent new contract that brings you up to market we didn't get a chance to to vote on that um, it's potentially having you know the SLI well there's always a slim chance that you're going to reach agreement on an SLI but that's also an arbitrated decision um, like I said base closures there's just a lot of feeling pretty helpless and I think that uh, you know, it's nice for Airbus pilots, Boeing pilots to all find that they have the same frustrations, the same common ground. And as they look towards 2020, they can kind of identify those common goals, the, the things they want to fix, right? And that, that makes our job a lot easier, these conversations. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's broad, too. I, I, your conversation reminded me of going through the four-stripe dinner when Tilden came and addressed the pilots and their spouses. And it was... Uh, right in the midst of our last negotiations and he said something to the effect of gosh you know I, I hope it's not all about the money and my wife just about came out of her seat at that point because it's not it's not all about the money it's about the schedule and the fact that the our summer vacations are reduced for example and that essentially I, I had one summer vacation with my son and that'll be that'll be it unless I decide to not upgrade and that's an issue that affects our families and our spouses, and they care about it. And, and, and he's right. It's not all about the money. No, it's not. But he doesn't understand that. Because I've been in plenty of meetings with him, and um, both Tilden and Minikuchi are there just saying, I don't understand. Why are the pilots upset? This is the best contract we've ever had. They, you know, the Virgin guys just got a 38% raise. The Legacy Alaska guys just got a... 20% raise like why why are they upset and we tell them and they don't believe us they're just living in this little bubble and, and they don't understand the reality of what we're upset about you know you, it, it's Groundhog's Day you have the same meeting over and over it's schedules quality of life guys want to spend time with their family as well as make a good living and they just have a hard time coming to reality of it, it's more than about the money. And during flight path, they continuously ask us, oh, how, do you, how do we fix it? Well, we've given them several items to fix. We've told them numerous times how you fix it. I mean, go back to the JCBA proposal back in June of uh, 2017. We gave them a proposal and said, this is acceptable take it. Our pilots will back it. And that was based on the surveys, the polling data, and direct feedback to your reps back then. Well, Management and, still asked the question, yeah, but what's they don't, going to fix it? They don't want to fix anything that costs money. No, they don't. And yet, they're willing to spend exorbitant funds to shore up that bubble that you spoke of a minute ago. And Flight Path is a perfect example of that. By their own admission, they spent $20 million just trying to get us all on board. And like a bubble, I, I think it's going to burst on them. So let me change gears here a little bit. 
Will, you mentioned in your introduction uh, how you started on the merger committee. And I think that's interesting. It's a bit of a, a baptism of fire because shortly after you joined it, we went into a furlough. During that time, what did you learn about our company? Well, it, it was insanely frustrating because, it, like so many things they do here, it's uniquely Alaska. And it wasn't done necessarily well. And these are real-life human beings, you know, that, that they've made a business decision that they're impacting here. And the, the, the way in which they were out-processed and without a plan, without support, was just unconscionable. They articulated a business need to furlough, and yet we had guys back on property within six months, right? So not well thought out. These are real people. Well, we're talking about a lot of the concerns that I think most, if not all, of our pilots have that are facing us in the future, and we are just about poised to do something about it, negotiating our next contract in 2020. Can you talk about that a little bit, especially who's driving that who's going to make the decisions about what we negotiate for those answers come absolutely straight from the pilots i mean your you the pilot your priorities are our priorities and i, I want to make sure that that misconception is obviously uh, done away with but between polling and feedback directly to your reps and surveys and you know just general us out flying the line you get the opportunity to, to understand what the priorities of the pilots are and whatever's articulated by the pilots is what we you know will seek in this next contract that was a big part of the um, contract comparison document uh, it went out electronically and it's going to be available in paper format too for people to become absolutely aware of where they are so they can provide that feedback you know, as a communication chairman, occasionally I run into pilots that tell me, God, you know, I didn't get a chance to participate in the poll. I'm not sure that what concerns me is getting to my MEC. What, what would you tell a pilot like that? Well, talk to your rep. Your rep is there to get feedback on all issues, whether it be contractual, just kind of uh, general operational things at the company and stuff. What would they like to see different? The rep is, should be their first point of contact for everything. Yeah, every pilot should know who their rep is and have their phone number in their phone and communicate because the reps of the, regardless of all the other ways in which we gather information, it's what the reps say and the direction they set at the table that matters. That's your direct conduit. So it doesn't matter necessarily whether you got called on a poll or, you know, we obviously hope everybody's going to take a lot of time to do a careful uh, response to the surveys, but it's what you say to your reps that matters more than anything. I'm going to throw out a quick question to you guys to answer just right off the off your gut. What's going to be the key to our success coming up? Oh, absolutely. Unity. Unity. No question. Unity. As long as we stay unified and people stay informed and they stay engaged, then we can go anywhere we want to. The second that everybody starts to think that it's someone else's job to do this, then you know we, we've, we are in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and, and guys need to realize there's no arbitration backstop on this contract negotiation. Um, this is a, a Section 6 negotiation. If guys stay involved, uh, they stay informed, they go to pub events, and they stay a part of this union, um, we can actually get some stuff done. And when you're out there, make sure you wear your uh, Alpa pin and your Alpa lanyard. That also displays unity and uh, mentor your fellow uh, first officers and captains as well on the unity. 
Make sure they know about the events that are coming when they're put on. Make sure they're reading their comms. If they don't know, um, maybe educate them a little bit. Well, exactly. Everybody can do their part. Yeah, that's a, a great point, Scott. And we've made that to a number of the uh, the fourth stripe captains and their first day of upgrade, is that that mentorship is important, not just because we're merging two pilot groups who can learn a hell of a lot from each other based on where we've been, but a number of new hires. And, and I think that things in our history are important as we move forward, whether you're talking about Kasher or the furloughs or how this merger has gone for the last three years. Everybody needs to be mentoring one another on their perspective so that we're making shared decisions and moving forward together. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, for everybody out there, if you feel you're calling, you know, step up and volunteer. Our success completely depends on our uh, unity as a whole group. And involvement. Yep. Yeah, even if that involvement is merely staying informed. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks, David. Thanks for putting this together. You're welcome. You've been listening to an MEC podcast. I'm David Campbell.